0: Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics. And Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of 5-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift. But also, you you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. I'm a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually (laughs) alright. And one of the best products I've tried recently is Way's New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and use promo code Lexi, L E X I E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Lexi. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the Alexi podcast, and thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Now, if you are a fan of the podcast, you may or may not have listened to an episode called Is This Your First Time on Earth? It's one of my favorite episodes to date. Highly recommend listening if you haven't already, but The question was sparked through a conversation with one of my dearest friends. She's someone that I always go to for communication regarding heart space. And I want to go over life's underbelly. I wanna talk about the questions that keep you up at night. I wanna discuss the things that stress you out. What a perfect person to join me for this episode than the one who started that initial conversation, Miss Alex McQueen.
1: Oh, My heart, Lex, I love you. Thank you for having me. I'm already very excited.
0: I haven't seen any of these questions or ever done a podcast, so buckle up, people! All right, every week I ask for questions on Instagram, and this week I asked for questions exactly as I proposed. Yeah. So we're gonna go through the Instagram questions. Does shit talking make one a bad person? We need to define shit talking. How would you define shit talking? I like that
1: approach. My knee jerk was, why, why do we have to label it a bad person? Yeah. And also, yeah, what is the shit talking? I think. Using that trope, you know, like, we're all mirrors. It's like, you're going to see in others what you're giving yourself. That's going to reflect back onto you. So what are you shit-talking about? Are you jealous of someone? Are you seeing
0: something in them that you fear seeing in yourself? Or are you communicating something that startled you, that you wanted to communicate with another person that knows that person? This might be a Lexi thing where you're like, is it shit-talking or is it just speaking my truth. In my definition, some gossip is shit talking, but not all gossip is shit talking. I saw a matrix of this uh, earlier. Like a
1: Venn diagram? Uh yeah, it was like quadrants, or it was like how to define like gossip, shit talking, catharsis, whatever where what that Venting. Called?
0: Yeah. Venting. Shit talking, mm-hmm. I think, is when you've gone too far. I think To the that... point where you're actually not it's no longer productive. It's that's a good way to... It. Is it shit-talking? What's your goal here? What are you doing? Because if I'm venting, if I need catharsis, if I also just hurt something juicy, let me do it. But if I'm clearly coming from a point of jealousy, like being a hater for no reason, then I would consider it shit-talking, but... But reg- what
1: makes it juicy? Like, what's entertaining about that? That <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt quote that's like, great ideas discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. Mm-hmm. And it's like what what are we doing here okay you know? we'll use
0: the example of seeing bad bunny over the weekend reading a <laughs> blank book at the club <laughs> What? yeah i could talk mad shit on that why you know he wasn't reading because he felt like reading he wanted to make a scene he wanted people to see him reading
1: oh i didn't even see
0: him. you didn't see him no oh. <laughs> i was with evan the bartender <laughs> see i was gotcha. at the other end but how do you know what that's what he wants. Now we're just guessing. See, this is my point. Now we're shit talking. Ah. If I if, wanted if it, to talk to you after our night out and I wanted to discuss, Bad Bunny had either a book or rumor has it it was just a blank book and he was pretending to read it while standing up to the music. This is not someone that we have teeth in the game for. You don't care about Bad Bunny any more than I do. I, we also I know who he was. Just, he makes music, right? <laughs> He makes music. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm saying.
1: is Maybe, maybe he wanted to, to be like, I'm a man of many trades, you know? I'm not making the music tonight. I'm just enjoying myself with, you know, it's like he he's a live art piece, you know?
0: That's benefit of the doubt.
1: Benefit of that, but he, here's the thing is we're associating positive and negative attributes.
0: I think he was acting a little bit like a pick-me. I think <sighs> he wanted to say, oh, yeah, I'm a big celebrity and look at me at the club reading it's a teeny tiny club that you can't even hear your friend talking. I know you're not paying attention to a book. Do you know? Me talking about Bad Bunny to you and the listeners right now. Does shit talking make me a bad person?
1: Hmm.
0: No, I don't think it makes you a bad person. I don't think there's any, like... Is this
1: scale? I think it's just the... Me. Me. Me and
0: my Aquarian judgment. <laughs> I'm like, if you want to be stupid on your own time, you can. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, don't come talking to me about it, but like, do I think you're bad for doing this?
1: No. I think that if you're only seeing negativity in others and only making assumptions in the sense, of like, he just wanted this. It's not that you're a bad person, but it's going to be very revealing into...
0: Your current psyche. You're and
1: where you're at with yourself.
0: Is it potentially a bad habit? Sure. In small it's, doses, sure. It's not going to be harmful. But if that's where you're spending a majority of your energy, mm-hmm. consider that.
1: I mean, if you're stirring things up, like within the comfort of your home, if you want to spend all your time speaking about other people and your, you know, thoughts on what precipitates their actions, go for it. But it just feels like an inefficient way to use your
0: mind. Point blank.
1: Where attention flows, energy grows. Where... I'm walking through the world and I'm going to see things and make judgments and think negative things about them. That's the lens through which I'm going to see the rest of my life. Whereas perhaps you could look at Bad Bunny in The Club reading and say, you know what, maybe maybe he's like, I'm going to rebrand as Pleasant Rabbit, and I want to be a reader man.
0: (laughs) Pleasant Rabbit 2024. My favorite (laughs) artist is Pleasant Rabbit. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll say he was getting paid for this appearance and thought I am neck deep in this book, and I can't let it go. I can't put it down. I'm bringing it to the club. Fuck it. he
1: has a girlfriend uh, who is somewhere not nearby, and she's like, why are you going to this club with all these girls? And he's like, watch, I'm going to do a PR stunt. I'm going to be in in the corner reading I didn't lie babe I am I'm, I'm reading a book
0: you know what he left alone
1: I hope that answered that you got two ADD chicks with double Celsius
0: <laughs> yeah. this one was DM to me because it was too long to make it in the question box <laughs> you know that's the one I want <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so maybe we check through the DMs as well so I remember this girl saying I've only experienced minimal traumas in my life and it keeps me up wondering when is the big T trauma gonna happen
1: okay a lot to work with there.
0: Yeah. She's living in fear.
1: Knee jerk. Who's to say you've only experienced minimal traumas? I think everything is so subjective. The waiting for the other shoe to drop kind of feels like a trauma response. So what were those minimal traumas? One. Who's to say? Why, why does it have to be a big one? What What is it? What would make you satiated? You know? Like, we're in America. This girl Instagram DM'd you. She's got a phone. Like, are we going to compare ourselves to a third world country? Is that going to be sufficient trauma? You know what I mean? Like... And also, is it because she's looking at it through the lens that trauma is going to carve out the depth that allows you to have the low lows that enable the high highs? The more you've gone through the Y, you know, X, Y, Z, is that what it is? And she's and like,
0: what, the wisdom to connect and yeah. the empathy that comes along with hardship? But it feels like this is kind of like in from an anxious place of like... Which she did give the caveat, this might be anxiety,
1: but... In my head, it seems almost like she may be surrounded by people who have gone through textbook or otherwise what she's associated, you know, more merited traumas or like heavier things. And she's like, well, I haven't had that yet. So like, when's that going to happen to me? I'm just preemptive. Like, mm. I, I will reject you so you can't push me away. Absolutely. She's like, I know that a hard trauma is coming. And therefore, when it does, I, I'm not I'm ready. Be, yeah. And
0: I'm expecting it. Yeah. And when it happens, I'll think exactly because I've been preparing for it.
1: Yeah. It's like, you can't hurt me. I'm telling myself I'm going to get hurt. The noteworthy thing there is just the first sentence of like, I've only experienced minimal traumas. I think that's just an inherently flawed logic. I think there's definitely strength in acknowledging areas where you've been blessed. I think gratitude, if you could sit in gratitude and have that be the way you approach the world, 100% yes. I think instead of saying, I've only experienced minimal traumas, perhaps say something to the effect of like, I am particularly blessed and I see that I have so much XYZ abundance and i'm 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 wondering is this too good to be true which almost feels like a self-worth thing something that still to this day sticks with me when i was in grad school those boys i nannied for mm-hmm. one of them had leukemia five years old this woman super mom of the world she i nannied for her and worked under her in a professional capacity so i saw both sides you would never know i mean it's 5 a.m and she's like making keto blueberry pancakes and at seven she's like running meetings as, as the director. i'm like oh my gosh I remember this girl came in sobbing about this cheer thing and she was, the director was so empathetic with her, like so empathetic. And when she left, I'm like, for sake of not sounding judgmental, how do you do that? How do you sit there and earnestly empathize with this girl sitting, thinking like, and I know all of her, not even all of her, I know a a modicum of what's going on in her life. I, I'm sitting there like girl who cares about this, you know this this otherwise ridiculous thing like do you realize and she was like Alex in her world this is the big deal this is the thing I can't project my threshold and what I have going on onto her that's not fair you know and I think that it's kind of like that you only have minimal traumas. Well, maybe that's what you need like why, why do you need more right what would that do for you To have the the more trauma? Would it give you security that it finally came? Maybe just reframing from a place of gratitude. I'm super blessed. And that's okay. Think back on anything negative that's happened in your life. Well, you're a tough one. Sorry. (laughs) With Sandy in regards to that. that, That's one I can't speak on. Other than that, anything that like surface level, you're like, that was a bad thing. That was a bad thing that happened to me. I didn't, you know, at the time felt like the end of the world not getting into the college you want, and getting cut from a soccer team, you know, like needing to move across the country at the top of a hat, being cheated on. At the time, you're not grateful for it. It feels like something wrong happened. In the future, you're gonna look back and think, I'm so grateful that happened, right? You know that. And I think once you go through the vicissitudes of life enough, you realize, I'm always gonna have that gratitude that the cards felt that way. Not in a men plan, God laughs kind of way, but in like a, the universe really is always operating for my highest good. And my inability to see that is the only thing in my way of feeling that gratitude. So if I know in five years, I'm going to be grateful in a year, in 10 years, in in amount of time in my life, if I'm going to be happy that this seemingly bad thing happened, why not just like embrace that in the moment? Like that is the operating place. Even now when stuff happens, it's like, you know, that's great poetry fodder or like Someone smashes my car back window. I'm like, I wonder why I'll be grateful for this. Like, it makes life more fun. It's like, phone got stolen. I'm like, I wonder what, what gift this is. And it always, always ends up being something positive. And it just makes life better to, in the moment, be like, all right, cheeky. You cheeky broad. Like, what, what are we doing for me right now? Because it's, it's not, the math's not math in yet. But I believe there are some missing parts of the equation. Okay? Uh, do you think finding a purpose in life is necessary to live a fulfilled life?
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do think. To explore, to love, as long as I do that, I think I'll be fulfilled and happy. I was going to say to love. I feel like there's a lot of pressure, particularly now that we
1: have such easily accessible knowledge at our fingertips, literally. There's a lot of pressure to, like, find your purpose. You know, like, is it is it this? Is it that? Whatever. Is but it I starting
0: a foundation? Is it helping the youth? Is we it... all
1: feel called for this grand purpose. I think if you are living in in your integrity... And you're coming from a place of love that's the the way through which we should walk through life right where it gets tricky is and i've even seen this before in, in myself where when trying to navigate that we associate human metrics as opposed to just trusting in that So like is it all love yes in my head i'm like alex you know you've got this gift you know like what you need to you need to write a book you need to blah, blah, blah. I, my mom for example i don't know I'm a more spiritual creature frankly and she for a long time was like i felt like i needed to yada yada yada. And i'm like mom look at what you're doing with these kits you know like that's your book that impact that you're having that's the purpose it doesn't i think it all pours into the same pot you know like we're the ones who hear it's not from an ego place per se but it's it's what we used to worship the sun like we're trying to attribute what we know to it should i should i have a ted talk you know should that be it's like it doesn't matter it, if it's a ted talk or The man at the grocery store whose day you made a little bit better. That's the same output and the scale with which you do that, like the fulfillment you have there. I think the trusting in it as opposed to you associating how well you're doing with your purpose is like navigating that's difficult. So I think can you live a fulfilled life without knowing your purpose? Like it's kind of a daunting way to look at it. I think it's a lot less like what metrics are we using to define your purpose? And if your purpose you can acknowledge is to be here and exist and do your best, babe, you're doing it.
0: Someone asked, to what extent is having good intentions important? Do intentions overrule actions?
1: Like, to what extent is having good intentions important? Very. I think your come from is what's going to guide you through life. I think...
0: But if if your actions are never following your intentions, I don't think intentions end up mattering. I see what you're saying. Dad wants to go to the soccer game. He always says he wants to go to the soccer game. He's never made it to a soccer game. He wants to, but... That's
1: a desire, though, not an intention dad is intending to go to the board meeting he's not at the soccer game if he earnestly had the intention to go to the game he'd be at the game eventually right your desires your intentions that can have a difference you know
0: you think desires are different than intentions yeah
1: a hundred percent
0: do you think desires first intention second action is third
1: i don't picture it as like a one two three kind of thing
0: a desire, my, an my, intention, an action. I'm seeing my, it. My linear. desire
1: is to have cookies every day for breakfast. <laughs> my, my intention is to f- nourish my body. Is to have an egg. In a way that enables it to do what I wanted to do. My actions. Is that
0: I had a cookie after. <laughs> <laughs> my
1: actions are, are that I'm on a megaphone reading writing a cookie. <laughs>
0: no, I think, <laughs>
1: but I think... <laughs> But no, I think you can have a difference between your desire and your intention. And that that difference is what we're all navigating, right? That leads to our actions. If the father intended to go to the soccer game, eventually he will be at that soccer game. How much do intentions matter? They matter a lot, I think. And I'm talking like your relationship with yourself, not what you communicate to the world or others or your inner circle. What you truly, you to you, intend, I think that matters a lot because it's going to be where your thoughts go and
0: and eventually how, how it will lead manifests. to the actions
1: yeah I think that's indisputable says me no doctorate
0: someone said will death be painful
1: or is this speak an afterlife we're just talking
0: will death be painful yeah dying can be painful but I don't think the transition into the afterlife is painful I think that's a pleasant one once the earthly experience ends I think it's pleasant
1: even as it dense when, when you read about NDEs or anything like that, and... and there's what, a
0: warmth, there's a light, there's yeah. often a guardian.
1: It's like a coming home. The things you see are... Like, I think that it's an ascension, and what you feel is this sense of, like, knowingness and peace that supersedes any of the, the fear we have.
0: Layla wants to know, what makes humans superior or different from animals? Parentheses, art, love, etc. Who said that we're superior? I don't think we're superior. <laughs> you know what pisses me off one of my favorite icebreaker questions is would you rather speak every language in the world or the ability to communicate with any animal the quickness in my which philosophical ass if you could
1: speak every language lexi you could speak
0: to animals totally but we'll say you can speak <laughs> to every ah, humans, human okay, okay. versus all animals if there's a wrench you know i'm throwing it. absolutely <laughs> And I'm saying, I'm going to catch it, put it in my lap, and we'll save it for later. Everyone says humans. Not everybody. I said animals. I think all the caveats aside, my issue is the quickness in which some people completely disregard the value of speaking to an animal. The value of animals in general. I've had... I don't even know the right adjective. Selfish of you? How how small-minded of you to assume that humans are the only people with like We've got some value? turtles that have been around longer than any
1: animal, and they've seen some shit. Yeah, we have...
0: <laughs> trees weren't a part of it, but I was going to add them to oh, the yeah. mix. Fair, fair, fair.
1: You know? Any living organism, that could be cool. God, if I could talk to a tree, you know we'd be you'd, picking trees. You'd know. Oh, oh my gosh. Like a, a boaty tree out here? Oh.
0: Let's go to the redwoods. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> But the, the speed in which people completely disregard the value of animals is astonishing to me. I think there's really? value to both. You think that there's only value in human? Of course, I think there's value in humans. But how oh dare God. you assume that humans are the only living being with value?
1: No, no, I don't think so. But...
0: Yeah, I'm saying I thought that would have been the... a harder question to answer. And when I throw yeah. that one out there, without them even entertaining the concept of the animals, like, where are you asking? <laughs> New York, L.A., Virginia. I ask it all the time on vacation. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Often men, too. Women are always, it, if I had to pick, it seems like women are the first to say, oh, I think I'd be interested in speaking to the animals. Men are always like language. A more pragmatic approach. That makes sense. Humans Why to do animals. you think some people think that humans are superior to
1: animals? I don't care. <laughs> it requires the acknowledgement of the interconnectedness on like a more spiritual scale that I think some people don't subscribe to like if you think that we're on here in a meat not in a meat suit living our life and then we're buried in the ground then you're gonna look at you know an ant and see an ant you're gonna look at a turtle and see a turtle and obviously a turtle can't make a skyscraper or run for president so of course I'm gonna be like humans are better music art like I, I haven't seen the album come from the dolphins <laughs> but if you're acknowledging the interconnectedness the tree you know the wind then, yeah, that's going to be a consideration in your answer.
0: Not a question, but the entirety of man-made religion baffles me. It all stems from something. Also, when are we going to go back to having our own personalities, interests, looks, etc.? Okay, one more. Imagine if the smartphone or digital camera was never invented.
1: That's a lot to unpack. Uh,
0: so, man-made religion. That makes sense to me. Yeah. It doesn't baffle me. No. Oh. Man searching for meaning. We're still tailoring all this time. You
1: think in X, Y, Z amount of years we're not going to look back and be like, yo, they thought, fill in blank, like, we still do that.
0: Yes, it all stems from something, but I'm not baffled by that that solution of giving yourself um, a sense of ease, feeling I mean, that there's faith it, to be it had. It
1: to that awareness that no matter how deep it is, is within all of us, you know?
0: I don't know if I care about answering the question, when are we going to go back to having our own personalities, looks, etc. Just the homogenous of society, but I also think that's always kind of existed. Like, there are people that subscribe more to following than Leading and they would rather feel included than, um, be to their own drum. Yeah, never I, I,
1: beat to your own drum, Miguel. Yeah.
0: And then one more. Imagine if the smartphone or digital camera was never invented.
1: That is interesting. I was reading something that before there were mirrors.
0: Oh, so we all needed our hair looking in the river. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh <God. laughs> but no digital cameras, no smartphones. I was thinking about this yesterday. Back even. 30, 40 years ago. Some people chose a life to be on camera. They wanted to model. They wanted to be an actor. Now everyone's growing up with videos of themselves. Like, yeah. they're. Ev- I can't think of a single person, even just the rogue finance guys or people that are behind the scenes desk jobs have at least one or two TikToks dancing to a sound. You made a video as soon as we got into the studio. You're like, look where we are today. True. There were people that went through their whole life without ever having... True content created at home where it's being posted for a community to see. I think it's
1: something that I've seen more, like how we used to have lighters at concerts. And now it's like you have your phone video. Mm -hmm. I think something that the one thing about that that makes me a little bummed is when something happens now, a kid takes his first steps like I remember I forget what it was but I was walking somewhere in public and something happened and everybody's knee jerk was like grab their phone start recording
0: and it's good bad ugly everything and it's it, that's the thing it's like
1: I mean I'm I'm part of it and it does make me wonder if, to what degree that can subtract from our connection with each other and with experiences it's like don't get me wrong I'm gonna take a photo of a really beautiful meal does that detract for me from, like, how great it tastes? No. But I do see where that gets tricky when you're, like, the, every single time someone goes out to eat, they have to take a photo and do something. Like, does it, if you're on a first date, imagine if that happened, how weird that would be, right? But is that normalized for Gen Z?
0: am not sure. But then because it's not normal on a first date, there is then a sense of knowing how tacky it actually is if we're not willing to show that we use the camera until we get closer with someone, is interesting in itself, where, like, oh, I don't use my phone. Like, I'm giving you my attention. But then once you break a barrier, suddenly your phone gets to be in the relationship. Yeah.
1: So it's like, to to a certain degree, we're aware of the fact that perhaps it does.
0: And kids knowing, okay, I'm talking to mommy, but now I'm talking to mommy on the camera. That's that's sad. Is it?
1: Yeah, the kid thing. I've been doing a lot of reading on this because...
0: It's just something that we've never seen before. And it feels so strange that now a camera is a member of the community. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard pill to swallow. Because Mm. digital camera, I can see people existing with just the camera before a smartphone and thinking, oh my gosh, now we have documentation. But now we have documentation all day, every day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it is it's like a person in the friend group. There is friend time with phone without phone, like when phone gets to be a part of the night.
1: Mm -hmm. And the expectations that we've all had to navigate, particularly being millennials or anybody who's younger, like in our age demographic, I think we've had to kind of pave the way on new societal norms. Example, I had a a conversation with a friend. I posted an Instagram story and didn't text her back. This is like way back when. Just like, I know you're on your phone, you know? And my contention is, I'm like, I'm enjoying time with family. Like, I reposted a story. That doesn't mean that I have to write you back just because I have my phone. Mm-hmm. But I see where that's a conundrum, where it's like, wait a second. Like, I there's an assumption that if you have the availability, that you're going to be responding. Just and because I, th-
0: I have my phone. then Just because I have my phone. means Does not mean I can be reached at all times.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a weird thing that in the teens, at least for me at this time... To have to think about that, right? Like before, it's like you call a house phone, they don't pick up, that's fine. Maybe they're eating dinner. Yeah. Now it's like, I know you have your phone on you
0: at all times. So why aren't you picking up? I know up? your phone's at the table. Right? I know your phone's in your bed. Like we have to... You're on uh, a walk, I know your phone's in your pocket. It's uh, You can always reach me, but maybe I don't want to be reached, but because I have this device with me, now I have an obligation.
1: Mm.
0: And it's been for a long time under the pretense or defense of safety like I I want to go on a long drive without my phone okay well what if something happens Mm -hmm. it's Mm. like well what if something doesn't yeah (laughs) I remember I was doing a lot of depop orders years ago and the walk to the post office was maybe like 10-15 minutes so I would leave my phone at home and have 20 30 minutes to myself and it felt like I entered a secret garden isn't it insane being able to exist in the world like oh you call sorry Sorry. I'll call you back oh you texted me sorry it felt so special and it makes me miss yeah a life that I didn't get to lead but I really could discuss the concept of the smartphone existing in our day-to-day life for hours because i have a ton of questions i have some merited concerns and then i have some wishes for developing particular boundaries and i don't want to be like a super phone mom be taking photos of my kid doing everything ever but when they're super cute don't you want to <laughs> uh,
1: listen it's real easy to posture on the type of parent i'd be without having a child I'm like i've got a couple of snake plants right now and i'm like my kid will never use this screen. like we'll see yeah but it's unprecedented you know what i mean This
0: entire entire existence is unprecedented. Or simultaneously been here all before. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) I could talk about it forever. (laughs) All right. We can. Oh, Anonymous wants to know, how do you deal with not having the life you wanted to or could have had? Mm -hmm. Wanted to have or could have had? There was a slash. It's kind of like, oh. We can answer both. It's like grass is greener, right? Who's... Sure. Or disappointment like, you within like your decisions. Fulfilling
1: your life's potential or something. Mm-hmm. like.
0: I you... was interpreting it as if I had said yes to a few more things. Like, why am I? My
1: take on this is kind of annoying. So I'm like, I really do feel like you you are where you're supposed to be. You're doing what you need to do. It might not make sense to you. But, like, the fulfillment in life is going to be where you place your frame. So, like, what I could have had, sure, maybe you could have had whatever this thing is that you desired. But, like... You weren't meant to. Or, like, you're alive. Go go do it.
0: Like, I'm not... I Obviously... That was what I was thinking. Having this question to yourself maybe is your signal to start making the turnaround. I get it, though, if you're, like, you know... It's, it's probably too late to become a professional soccer player
1: if you're 45 asking this question. Sure. What are the things that are leading you to think that's what you wanted? You know, maybe honing in on what it is that you... What about those things make you want them? And I, I guarantee there's always going to be another way to get those things.
0: I agree.
1: Maybe not a World Cup, but you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. This person wants to know, am I wasting time being in love, quite honestly, with the wrong person?
1: No. I was aware of the fact that I was engaging in a relationship with someone who was not my person, is not my person. You loved them. I loved them. I'm still st- love them. Still love them, different capacity. But
0: yeah, at that time, like. Someone you had already been in a relationship with that you sort of let them back into your life knowing they weren't your person.
1: Yeah. And it was difficult for me because it felt heart, mind, all of the things, it felt right and I was at the same time aware I'm you're not my person you know and that within me who like logs themselves on self-awareness and doing you know what feels right I'm at this fork in the road of like how knowing again where attention flows energy grows if I'm investing in you if I'm saying yes to you person then I'm inherently saying no to
0: everybody else to
1: to my actual person right and that was the lens through which I was viewing that situation and I was struggling with that and where I landed, what that kinda of taught me was throughout that experience in engaging with that person again. At no point was I like, this feels wrong. I know that he's not my person, but it feels wrong. It felt right the whole time. It was it was ticking the boxes. It was doing what I wanted to do. It felt good to my heart, to my mind, to everything. And I think sometimes where we make mistakes is thinking that we have the full picture. I think my general mantra is, so long as you're operating within your integrity, and you're from a place of love, like, there are no wrong answers, really. So it's, like, it's not that saying yes to him was saying no to my person. Perhaps that was the stepping stone. It's always saying yes to my person. Going through that experience with him, saying yes to that, honoring myself, even when it didn't make sense, that is what put me on the trajectory to finding my person.
0: Oh, woman of faith.
1: Oh, But right? Like, why? why would I, because of what I'm... What I think that I'm going to foresee saying, okay, well, I know I'm not going to marry you. And so even though I want this, you want this, it feels right. It's making me happy. You know, everything is going well. But because I think that I have the full picture on a macro scale, I'm just going to say no on principle. No, I'm, it's not like I led him on this whole time. I'm sitting there like uh, we're not each other's person, but like this feels right. Yeah. Right now. This, Yeah. Like it, it, if you're communicating and you're being transparent, you're within your integrity Sure. And and guess what? It naturally fizzled out to a point where I was like, hey, like, I, uh, I think now I've reached that point where it doesn't feel right anymore to engage in this.
0: What's my take on this?
1: You're so pro-breakup.
0: I am so pro-breakup.
1: If, if it feels like if she's saying he's not my person and maybe she's at that point.
0: Maybe breakup. she's at that point. And you can love someone and know that they're not your person. Totally. And as you said, it can feel right and it can feel good and you can feel happy and still know.
1: Context, this was like months, not years. I think if you're doing that, I think time is definitely a consideration. Context is important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This was a brief
1: This was a, a, season. A, a fleeting, like, re-breaking a bone so it heals correctly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, conspiracy theorist, put that hat on. Are you ready?
1: I never take it off, so... <laughs>
0: Do you really think that famous people in Hollywood are selling their soul to the devil or the Illuminati?
1: We can talk about Hollywood. In general, my approach, it will, I'll, I'll zoom out of Hollywood. Hollywood, government, health, whatever we want to call it. Industry. In, all of the things. Capitalism. All of the big things. I think that to operate under the assumption that the entities that are, you know. Controlling. At, at controlling are at play here are divulging a hundred percent of the information a hundred percent of the time is a very foolish notion it's very naive we know that i think it's healthy to operate with a certain degree of not skepticism per se but just awareness of that
0: how right? dark do you think it gets dark I'm thinking i don't of... think that
1: a lot of it's not really conspiracy theory i'm like read mk like yeah operation anything (laughs) like they they can they can unrelease this does
0: read operation anything
1: (laughs) i'm just saying yeah it's out there like for a long time mk ultra was a conspiracy theory and then they're like oh ted Kaczynski, the unabomber oh he was part of that Mm. oh they left that little detail out
0: like little whistleblowers we have snowdens so
1: all that stuff i think you know for me it's like
0: do you think there's devil worship going on in hollywood there's probably devil worship going on down the street.
1: To me, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, that's not where I choose to allocate bandwidth. When you have a military complex that benefits from war, a healthcare industry that benefits from sickness, you know, XYZ, throw that on anything, like there's going to be inherent corruption. That's just, that's a thing, right? When, when you boil it down, the fact that there's like a handful or less of families and businesses that are controlling everything, it does not behoove their operation to let the masses in on what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's all a facade that trickles down of like, oh, is it is it left or right? Is it black or this? Is it... Da, da? No. Like, it's, it's a it's a lot of distractions to... Yeah. It's not black or white. It's red. And it's behind you, I not think, left or right. I think it's a lot easier to be controlled if you just sit at your school desk and... Answer the question that you were asked instead of the one that they're distracting you from. Right. It's like I don't even want to, like, teeter in that game. Like, duh.
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh, does everyone have a soulmate?
0: I circled that one. I liked that one. I like that one. What do you think? I think everyone has soulmates. I think there's S's. Keep (laughs) going. Oh, I I think there's romantic soulmates. Mm. S on that one. And then... I define soulmate as someone that I've known in another lifetime, that I meet and this is not our first time. We have no reason to know each other. You know, earthly, Mm -hmm. we have no reason to know each other. We have no mutual friends. We've met. I would also be willing to believe that maybe there's someone that I haven't met before that I'm meant to meet on this life as well. But I do heavily believe in soulmates and I believe there's a ton of them.
1: You? That like Anamkara soul friend thing. What's Anamkara. It just means soul friend. Soul clusters, I think, can exist. I think there can be groups of souls. I think soul mate. I think does everyone have one soul mate? No. That to me feels a bit limited. You're on to something there, and you can find your soul mate for sure. But I think is there one person, one soul? No, I think you can have soul contracts with people. I think that you can serve out those purposes in one or many lifetimes. I think you can have you know, a soul that you cross paths with. Can
0: I interject? Yeah. Because I want to take a quick tangent. Yeah. It doesn't need to be quick. I want to take... Take a tangent. I want to take a tangent. Soul contracts. Would you like to define a soul contract for our listeners? Oh, God. Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a note from our special
1: guest, Joda (laughs) Spence.
0: I just started listening to his book this morning. nice.
1: In context of life's journey, like, to love, for me, feels like allowing or helping foster others, seeing that divinity within them and I think your soul is on this journey right in this lifetime in every lifetime on a human level and on a soul level I think that there are certain people in your life that for sure you've known in other lifetimes or you know will know in future lifetimes I think that's all clusters contracts friends like sometimes maybe there's not a contract I've What's recently a soul brushed.
0: Cluster? your family
1: yeah I mean I think my family your specific one. family yeah. I don't mean everyone's not always, family. no but yeah no I do
0: That's crazy. I also do. Yeah. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a doubt in my mind that all of your Um. family has known each other before. It's actually crazy. Alex has one of the most unique experiences of, dare I say, anyone I've ever met in my life. I think there were no accidents made there. I recently
1: started toying with the idea that it doesn't need to be a soulmate or a soul contract or a soul whatever. Sometimes I think your soul just, like, knows someone. You know? Like, we've just done this dance before and we're friends. That's kind of like the Anam where It's like, oh. Yeah, like, like uh, our souls are friends. Yeah. Our souls are mates. Yeah, like, you, you teeter on soulmate there, and I'm like, well, I'm, but you know what I mean.
0: In my definition, that would be a soulmate. Someone yeah. that I've met before would be a friend of my soul. Yes, same thing. So I guess, yeah, I didn't know where the disagreement was coming.
1: In my head, soulmate had, like, an inherently romantic undertone. Oh. So I didn't want to get confused. No,
0: no. I, I think soulmates can be romantic, and I think it'd be sweet. You, um, so if you define the word mate... Alex. <laughs> <laughs> i was like hang on now i don't understand why you're shaking your head at me i think we're agreeing
1: story of our li- no. story of our pre-caffeinated
0: life <laughs> story of our post-caffeinated life alex and i will disagree all the time to find out that we're agreeing our biggest fights have always been us agreeing are the best wait why is <laughs> that so true every disagreement we've ever been in has been has been an agreement i think that's kind of a we- gift but I would also, yes, kind of a gift. I mean, that's beautiful that our biggest arguments have been. You, no. I think, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's a gift. I think it's a gift. <laughs> Damn, I really was going to say no and say the same <laughs> so. Maybe we should use the improv language, <laughs> yes and. Yeah, yes, comma, and. Because you and I love words. Yeah, I love them. We get stuck on them. That's true. I'm, I, I've worked on that. I love words. So if our languages aren't the same, we will.
1: If there's any degree of subjectivity in our understanding of it, mate, for example. Absolutely. We like, since they are so intentional in the way we use them, I'm like, mm, but you said mate and there that has a romantic undertone. And you're like, mate means friend.
0: <laughs> and then we find out we're agreeing. Yeah. No, I hear that. Absolutely. What was the original question? I want you to talk about soul contracts. That's the personal question I have for you. Fuck yeah. Because I think you were the first one that introduced me to that concept. Hold please hold oh my god you know what this would be great for this is a great time for a word from today's sponsors you ever want to tap into something a little fun a fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional that's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Tacova said that they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacova's. Just use code Lexi at checkout, that's L E X I E, at checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacova's.com. Point your toes west. This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com L-E-X-I-E. And we're back. This
1: is the first Google hit when I put soul contract
0: do you align with it
1: i'm i'm real time live time I'll, i'll react in real time soul contract is a relationship between souls decided upon before birth in many belief systems it is thought that your soul moves through many lives as it tries to reach its highest potential i'm on board with that so far so great the guiding lessons of your life are determined before birth in something called a soul contract that whole like akashic record predetermined thing is interesting to toy with because I think it deprives a certain degree of free will you know like I don't really like the idea that no matter what you know like it it, it is written but I also do kind of like the idea of like there's something there at play a predetermined in that, destiny in that trust in the universe of like it is written but it's because I'm writing it
0: okay. oh that one's a hard one to yeah it's, conceptualize because it it's so easy to want to believe and disagree with at the same yeah. time.
1: Pre-birth agreement between two souls. So yeah, in future incarnation, how they'll help each other, teach each other some lessons. Example, this one gets gnarly. What what led to this combo when I was, uh, I don't know, like a middle schooler and randomly <laughs> told my mom I had a conversation with God. And I was like, yeah, mom. That is why Kate, Aaron, and Neely and I, like, we are all here to teach you a certain lesson in this lifetime because it's your last incarnation. She's like, oh, what the... And now that I have, you know, like, more tools in the toolkit, the vernacular I'm getting at is, like, you birthed your soul contracts. Like, this was no accident and thus a soul cluster.
0: A friend of mine went to see someone of more psychic abilities and was telling her that her parents and her have been parents and children kate and mom switching many times this is the first lifetime that she is the child though oh she's like this is not your first or second time around with your parents but this yeah. is your first lifetime where you're the child they say kate and my mom sw- flip flop
1: wow and that's why scarlet is so profound just because this is like
0: it's like closing kate something out kate is alex's sister yeah yeah alex is one of four four girls four gorgeous brilliant girls she wanted boys she said, I want boys. And God said, oh, here's <laughs> a girl. Stopped? Try again. Another girl. <laughs> Third time? Girl. Fourth? Great. Also girl. Okay. Fourth it is. <laughs> Definition of insanity. <laughs> how did your sister's husband know that he was about to have a soul contract with a baby? Kate said that. I don't know if he does. Oh. Yeah. Like, how, does, was... how does Kate know? How does anyone know? How does anyone
1: know? I feel like also very fortunate to be in a tapped in crew. All of the kudos... Anybody who grew up like not under Sheila Tequila and has any modicum of spirituality in their bones, I so commend you for that because
0: Alex grew up in a vastly, I'm very fortunate that there were no mystical space where a lot of the non-physical was welcomed.
1: It was just, there was no limited thinking. Like it was just very, all of the doors were open. I think the general approach was great.
0: And it was agreed upon by all.
1: Yeah. Like, there was the no... The sisters,
0: the mom, everyone's on board. Yeah. So like, special. What if someone steals the car with the keys in it? Well, they
1: need it more. <laughs> like, there's just no, like... It, it's almost kind of like now, this whole thing about it being like, the Matrix, or, like, we're in a simulation. Like, my mom treated life like monopolies from day one, so it <laughs> kind of took away a lot of those fear-based barriers. Like, even to date, and you've seen the vicissitudes of, of affluence, You're like, money comes, money goes... Health comes, health's good. You know, like, it's like, that's not what we're doing here. Like, don't get lost in the human sauce. Mm -hmm. Like, we're, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's beautiful to watch.
1: Yeah. Gratitude for that. Gratitude for everything. Even the hard stuff. That being said, death is one of those ones that I'm like, I I wrestle with that because I haven't experienced an immediate family member and I would be, I would approach that with much.
0: Yeah, the gratitude or the everything happens for a reason is just inappropriate to say to someone grieving. Yeah. Not to say it isn't necessarily true. Yeah. It's not your place to tell them that. Yeah. It's their place to decide whether it is or whether it's not on their own, because that is the only definitive exit that we have witness of here on earth for a person being or not being. Like you said, it's inappropriate to tell anyone that. I also, I'm grateful to have had my mom at all. Uh, That's your, like, you're yeah. you, I know. Uh Also, my mom's in the room with us right now. She dressed me this morning. Ugh, Sandy. I swear to God. She did. My mom had 150 plus sweaters. That was her closet. She had other things, but it was mostly just a a bedroom of sweaters. And I'm in like little socks with Mary Janes and a pair of denim. I just am dressed like my mom right now, and I'm channeling her. She's always with you. It's, you look like a little strawberry right now. I look like a little strawberry. Oh my god, you look like a little cherry. And my lucky outfit that my mom got me was an outfit of cherries. Cherry hoops. What have you never touched on on the podcast that you want to touch on? Like what's something that you're like, fuck, I wish I could talk about that? Soul contracts was huge. Okay. Also, familial discussion of spirituality mm. is something that I've always lacked and I admire and um am inspired by your family and you, you being able to Be so concretely brilliant on earthly things as well as being book smart, street smart, and mystically smart. I love you. Everything about your experience is... I love you. You are something I've never touched on on the podcast. (laughs) That's why you're here. I love you so much. I mean this with my whole chest. Oh, Alex, I have a question for you. What's up? Is this your first time on Earth? Oh, God. I'll speak to my mom's. I think my
1: mom's soul came back to this Earth. And she was here. She is like in, but not of this world.
0: Like you've she, always described your mom that way.
1: She is not.
0: She is not here. She's never been here. <laughs> this is, this is something you've told me even as children.
1: Because I knew it. Yeah. You you can see it. It's just like there's not. You just know she's on a different plane. And so it's cool to be around that and be able to see that and be like, your, your soul chose to come back here to show us and to mirror to all of us. We
0: need her on the podcast. We really do. Would she ever do it? Hell yeah. Would she actually? Oh my God, yeah. Guys, there's so many more questions that we could answer. And she's so much more articulate in this. Yeah. Because it's, it feels like it's coming straight from the source when she speaks. It, it's, it is. It is. It is. Let's bring it back to some Love. Should I tell him that I'm in love with him or does it not matter because everything comes and goes? Who hurt you? (laughs) (laughs) Bella, Bella, Bella. Oh, oh man.
1: I think I recently went through this this week. (sighs) Big lesson. Playing coy. Like dropping the napkin. Yes. Or the handkerchief. Yes. But I think that there comes, like you said, with aging. I don't know. A, a respect for transparency, where it's like...
0: If you're interested, let him know.
1: Yeah. I think maybe I, I do see it's easy to armchair quarterback being like, tell him you're in love, because I'm like, I don't know. I would want him to tell me he's in love. Like Of course. I, I get
0: that. Also wanting to not play all of your cards. Yeah. but But you can just play a new card game.
1: The second part of the question saying because everything comes and goes, that sounds like a fear of abandonment. If you're scared to tell him you love him because you're scared to lose him and you're not bothering, like, that's a protection mechanism.
0: But if you're not telling him you don't have him at all, either way, if he says no or you never tell him, you're not getting him.
1: Yeah, I think if you're, if this is your partner and this is your person, like, that's, that should happen quasi-organically, right? Like, you being in love. I think, inherently, love is a connection. When you are in love with someone, I think, I, I have thought about this in relationships where it's like because there are ebbs and flows always if we're in love and i'm having like a down like i'm feeling a little bit out of love with you that connection it can be felt on your end like you're intertwined what's affecting one is going to be felt on the other's end it's like it's perceptible either way it's like if, if we're truly in love you know what it's like to feel in love yeah i think that if you're in love with someone who doesn't have feelings for you that's not a genuine connection yeah because to be in love in my mind, is intertwined you are you are together in love
0: it needs to have another person yeah on board for it to be like for me it would be tough with. to
1: feel in love without the other person being in love with me because it's you're doing it as a as
0: a partnership right so if you're interested in someone we'll take it a step back yeah should you tell him
1: yeah what do you lose by that i mean i I get the chess game, I get the koi, I get the why
0: men love bitches, all the things, sure. There's a consideration there. And But a new strategy that we are trying is to just be a bit more direct. Not even more
1: direct, I think just more, like for a long time I think I very much subscribed to the like, keep your cards close to your chest, you know, for whatever reason. And it's been serving me, I guess I should say. To be less... Yeah, like, to be, I guess, it is, yeah, it's, like, a bit more direct. Like, if, if I'm going a date with someone, and I'm like, hey, I really like you, I really enjoyed that. That was great. It's like, whoa, okay, I really like you, too. It's, it's affirming. It's not like, I'm going to, like, make them wonder about, like, did I enjoy my, if, you know, I think it just, as you get older, a lot of those things feel unnecessary. Because if there's something there, it's there. And you can call a spade a spade.
0: I'm on board with this method right now, because... If I'm interested and I let them know and I hear back that it's the same, amazing. Let's continue moving forward. If not, I will go on my merry way.
1: What I what I guess I'm getting at with the in love, like if we... It, it's a microcosm of that, that every time I've done that so far, the fact that I've had those feelings, it's been... Mutual? It, yeah, like it, it's not unrequited because for me to be able to feel that way, there's obviously something else going on. Do you think that's a end. you
0: thing or do you think that's a... I don't know. Yeah, because this could be a you thing. I also haven't had the experience where I've been in love with someone that is not also in love with me.
1: I'm saying I don't think it's possible.
0: Yeah, that was my question. Is it a you thing or is this the thing? Oh, I think that's kind of a the thing. I don't think
1: you can... It's hard to say. People fall out of love and maybe that is... There's a lag there maybe, but I think... Maybe there's a lag. Maybe you fall in love first. Oh, God. I don't know about no i'm saying like i think to fall in love with someone like it's got to be a mutual like you walk into it together you know what i mean but
0: maybe she's falling and he's fall like you know what i'm saying like i don't know if it happens at the same time but
1: i'm not sure in my head i'm saying for the way that i perceive falling in love You can fall in love with the idea of someone who, like, kind of likes you, and you can fantasize about it, and you can build something up in your head, but it's a house of cards. To really have that connection... You might be in love with a a fantasy. Yeah. I think that happens all the time, of course. But I think that to, like, really be in love is, like, it's a bond. It's a bond that is mutual. All
0: right, so let's take love out of the question. Let's say I'm infatuated with someone. Should I let him know, or should I... It's just not nearly enough context. I know it's so vague. I mean, know I'm a slut for context,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think, I think I'm bringing it back to when things are felt mutually, like they kind of organically unfold. It's just also funny because the last lines of the poem that I wrote.
0: I need to read the poem.
1: I you didn't read it? Wait, really? <laughs> no. Look at the last
0: Read it four Read it. I'll
1: read it. We can edit it out.
0: Okay. Alex is a poet.
1: This one's kinda shitty. I wrote it at four AM.
0: She was feeling. I was feeling. That's how
1: this is how I know how to feel.
0: Alright. Well now you'll have audio of it. Maybe we like
1: cut it. But the last four lines is gonna you're gonna die. Okay. Kinda long. You ready?
0: Do you wanna read the last four lines or the whole thing?
1: I don't care. I can read the last. Cheers to non-starters, cards far from my chest.
0: That's sound I'm like, you didn't read it?
1: To tumbling barstools, have a peek if you're able. To defining ironic, whether our hands folded or laid, we've both better odds for having shared the table. Mm. Mm. Play but those it, cards far from the chest.
0: We're, we're better off now. We're better off. Also, my point was that you may as well play your cards because you're wasting your time not taking a turn. Yeah, yeah. Someone says, does any job actually benefit to the world and matter? Sometimes I'm like, why are we doing this? (laughs) Such a valid question.
1: Good existential crisis moment.
0: (laughs) When you're writing your to-do list, you're like, this is all quite silly. (laughs) I think those are good Good questions to ask. But yeah,
1: I think... What's that uh, story about the starfish, the man throwing them back in the sea? This man is walking and there's like all of these starfish along the beach he's picking one up and throwing it back in the ocean. And, you know, picks up another one, throws it in the ocean. And they wash and it's back? Like,
0: no. Oh, it's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's picking them up. He's throwing them. Where are they going? <laughs> in the ocean where they belong. Okay. He's saving the starfish. There's, like, miles of coastline of these starfish. And he's, just, you know, throwing one by one. This boy comes up to him and he's like, why are you bothering with picking up this starfish and throwing it in the ocean? And the guy's, you know, picks it up and throws another one. He's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Like, look at how much beach there is. And the man picks up one of the starfish and he goes, it matters to this one.
0: And I do know it. that story. Yeah. Aww. It's kind of like, we're picking up starfish. We're picking up starfish. You know? I don't know if it matters necessarily in your career.
1: I think I think you can be the light anywhere in any interaction. The way that you meet the world... It doesn't matter if it's your first day of work, if you are at the grocery store, the gym, walking on the sidewalk. Like, one of the favorite games that I play with myself is when I'm, like, driving. I'll make eye contact with someone and I, like, smile so big and I, like, try and make them smile back. And anytime it happens, I'm like, fuck, yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Hell yeah. Like, that win for the day. (laughs) No, but I I think in career and whatever, like, you don't need to be fill in blank, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure this girl is thinking more in terms of when I'm answering these emails and coordinating these operations yeah. to make sure that a water bottle gets to the right influencer. Yeah. You're like, oh, huh? Am I saving starfish?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a lot less the actual, I, I think separating that human experience from the spiritual purpose is it, it lends itself to a lot of peace because it's a lot less like, what am I actually doing and more how am I doing it? I was
0: going to ask that question next.
1: Like, am I going to buy almonds? Sure. Is buying almonds going to solve anything? No. But like that conversation that I had taking a five extra seconds to like hug the checkout lady and ask how her son is doing. That's, that's what I'm really here for.
0: Next is a question that's more just a little like. Ah. Oh god. <laughs> there was a bug. <sighs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, that scared me too. I didn't mean to scare Woo. you.
1: <sighs> I got to watch your reaction, like in real. D- I, I really don't know what came up. I thought you got a notification that someone died.
0: <sighs> Woo! <sighs> No, just a little bug on my phone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bug on phone, spiritual meaning, Google it.
0: Oh, Oh. Um, oh, and I lost the question, but I remember it. I remember it well. Uh The question was, how does fruit exist and colorful flowers? Yeah, there are some precious moments where it's like, oh, God just gave us little treats.
1: Insect symbology is often associated with change and transformation. Swarms of insects is a sign of... Smaller individual insects boys meekness and humility. Highly revered traits.
0: I don't know if you know this about me, but did you know the bugs love me? Uh, no accidents were... Yeah, that makes sense. Tyra calls me the bugologist. The call it?
1: hmm Oh, TNB. I know. <laughs> so I think looking up second. the meaning of that. Like, I'll never forget, like, my hand got stung by a bee once. hmm It's so like in 2020. And I remember it happened, the guy was like, I'm so sorry because we were going to shake hands and a beast and I was like, ah and I was like, Oh my gosh. That's also right a very
0: interesting time for it to happen. Mid handshake. That's, that's the Google. Yeah, of course. So I'm like, alright, so I Google it and it's like,
1: this is a sign that like abundance and like financial prosperity, like there's gonna be an unexpected like windfall, whatever. And literally I was like, Wow, that's so crazy and he's like, Are you Googling? why (laughs) your hand got stung by a bee (laughs) and now you think that there's gonna be like some money headed your way like that is the most LA and literally as that was happening I got the call from SVB
0: (laughs) you got the job
1: Uh, and then they're like you're hired and I was like "Hmm." (laughs) things like that all the time I like to when you feel called dreams whatever like splinter in your foot and you're like you can be like damn I have bad luck I have a splinter or you can be like hmm wooden foot meaning you look it up and it's like oh this symbol like I think Hmm. Like, what's this a signal there a bug to? a on your hand? Hmm, change and transformation. Kind of like what you're doing right now.
0: I don't know if I believe the Google definitions, but I... I think it's whatever comes to. Yeah. <laughs> Me screaming at first because I'm like, so true. We just get fruit and flowers and then a bug comes and I scream. Hmm. But I saw this TikTok of a girl. I think I mentioned in the podcast before, but she was like, sounds? Are you kidding? Music? Yeah. We get that? Like, yeah. talking about the experience here on Earth. You're like, colors? Sick. What? Sick. Colors. Colors. Shapes. Everything. <laughs> all of it. Soft. When gratitude gets to that point. <laughs> uh, breath. Breath. Oh.
1: When you see it all boiled down to just like the divinity <gasps> in, in a single inhale exhale,
0: it's like. Alex was on a date the other day and he was like, you're the most positive person I've ever met in my whole life. Like, have have you ever been hurt? Like, you must have never been hurt. she's like, <laughs> oh, that's not how it necessarily works. <laughs> Okay, this can't be the final question, but I do need to ask this before the final question. Someone said, is math even real? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Pythagoras come at me, Math is so real. I love him. Math explains whatever the fuck that we're talking about. You can either feel it or you can solve it. It's all the same. Sacred geometry, the equations... You're like Fibonacci sequence. I, I'm like... You ever, you ever dabbled? Math is real. Uh, I believe in math. I do think the math is something you can subscribe to or not subscribe to. I do think it's a belief system. This is a funny question. What do I do if I don't like my boyfriend's name? Serious question.
1: Yeah. Call him a pet name. If you don't like your boyfriend's name,
0: come... I called... I
1: called him Cherry Chair.
0: Yeah. His you called him
1: Cherry. I called him Chair. Edit. His name was Matthew. Pick a new one. Pick a... Use his last name. Use his middle name use a, use make a pet
0: name. You really have done this with all of Every them. guy I've ever dated. Every guy you've ever dated. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, pick a name. Pick a, pick name a new like. one. Pick a new one. And an... honestly, you know, they'll like it too. It's like special. Where is your home? Where do you belong? Me? I We're both gonna answer this because I think we might have different Totally. Answers. But like, where is your home and where do you belong? My
1: usual answer is I would just say, like, wherever my sisters are, like, wherever my family is. Because
0: it's the most difficult, perfunctory question
1: to answer. Oh, my gosh.
0: I really feel like it's wherever I am, as long as I'm in a good space with myself.
1: Home, though, I think can be people and sentiments, particularly when you've moved around as much as we have. Like, I uh, I do think of those people where it's like, I grew up in this house and my parents still live there and I go and I visit every Christmas and Thanksgiving. And, like, I have a home base. And I think that's rad. For me, just because I'm not military, but God, did we move around like it? I think it, there's very much a sense of, like, yeah, wherever you are. It's, like, wherever your your heart is at that time, that's your home. Like, right now, California is your home.
0: Even when I'm traveling, sometimes I'll say, let's go back home referring to the hotel we stayed in for two nights. <laughs> I have not. I, I can make home quickly. But I think on a
1: real, on a serious consideration, your home base. I feel like the planes and, like...
0: no. No. no, Sure. But not any more than when I went back to New York in October. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. That felt like home to me. I've been able to build a home here in California as well. But I'm able to feel, as long as I'm comfy on my own, Mm -hmm. I feel at home. Yeah. Yeah. Because... If I'm not feeling comfy on my own, suddenly Los Angeles doesn't feel like a home anymore. If mm. I'm uncomfortable in my skin, suddenly New York doesn't feel like home. Hmm. It really just feels like within my meat suit, I need to feel comfortable and that's my home. Yeah. Truthfully, within my own personal experience. So where the heart is? Where the heart is. Where my heart is. Yeah,
1: where, where the heart is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Huh. And maybe it's different because I'm an only child. Yeah. But I
1: I fully believe that. I think people people can also feel like home is a big one. Of course. Like, no matter, I mean, we've learned that firsthand, but even, no matter where you are or what's going on, it is kind of cool, that consideration where it's like you could be in a different country and, like, the arms of someone can feel more like home than <sighs> your childhood, you know?
0: Or feeling, okay, as a caveat or an extension of this belief that I've uh, answered with, if I'm feeling really upset and I give you a call, home. Oh, don't make me cry. Isabella wants to know, how will you ever feel ready to die? When you're at peace with the fact that, I mean, it's kind of a tricky one to navigate. Do you ever have a moment of such heightened gratitude, peace, excitement, whatever that is? Is I, I have had so many moments in my life where I'm running such a high that I think to myself, if I died right now, I'd be fine. I feel that way every day, all the time. I wrote my own eulogy in that poem. (laughs) I have moments where if this is all it got to be, I did the best I could. And I think that's how you prep being ready to die is at least knowing that you gave yourself every shot you could. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I would like to have kids. That's one thing I haven't done. I would like to have kids. But honestly, if I died, like, walking out of this podcast studio, like, yeah, I feel that way every day of my life.
0: Where I'm dying when I'm 80, thinking, yeah. oh, I never had kids. That would maybe be a regret. But yeah. having an end now? No. Do we ever stop loving someone? Hmm. Totally. Like, someone can be out of my life that I never am in contact yeah. with again, but the love doesn't stop. Yeah. You see someone's soul Because the any... love was given, the love is there.
1: Yeah. You you don't need to see their soul again. It's like it, it happened. It's like
0: Tupac. It's like, you may not be at my table, but I just do want you to eat is beauty taught or inherently known? Both. Both. <laughs> Guess that's that. Use. Do you have any questions for me? Always. All right. Oh. What you
1: got, girl? If there were one anecdote or point or like trope that you you wish was more touched on or spoken about or considered, what would it be?
0: The ability to find excitement. Ooh there is so much to be excited about there's so much wow. to be enthused about and a lot to be involved with and eliminating any shame around diluting your excitement mm. is a shame to yourself mm. like tired talking to our other friend on the phone saying i don't understand how lexi is shaking her ass while scrubbing Scrub i'm like Ugh. she's wiping the countertop having the time of her life dancing to her music and her headphones yeah yeah because that's all I had to do that day. Oh, it's a Sunday? Great. I just get to put some clothes that I love wearing, that I love purchasing. Again, though, that's, that's... To wash...
1: It's neural pathways, though, that you've paved. In, I think some of it was direction. natural, though.
0: And I think, as you're saying, if they are neural pathways that can be created, I would like more people to find excitement in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm not expecting everyone to be super thrilled about doing laundry, but I do think you should get to enjoy your day-to-day. And if you're not able to do that, you should change your day-to-day. Yeah. Next. <laughs> well, what are, like, date questions that you ask when you want to get to know every someone? Every single time. Last meal question, like, death row meal. Oh. But. I've added something new onto mine. But. Okay.
1: there. Well, there's two that I have always. Okay. Let's say your late grandmother had an apple pie and, like, she's, you know. It whatever. can be there. It can be there. A restaurant in Italy that's since closed down. It's, everything's on the, like, there's no rules, actually. I can have my
0: mom's coffee cake yeah. and totally.
1: All the things. Ugh. And the recipe. I'm sorry. Oh, me too. Me too. Um but I love that one because and also sometimes they need a little prompting but like do they answer in courses? Do they, you know, like I love how insightful it is into how their mind works because you'll see I've seen a range of answers. Like sometimes, example, it's like, "Oh my gosh. There's this place in India. I haven't they they can't get the spices in the US. They can only make it at this one restaurant. There's one woman who comes in once a week, XYZ, my dad's, you know, whatever recipe and this and oh, you know, and, and the thought that they put into it and like, on oh, and for dessert, like, are they limited? Are they this? And then you see sometimes, and you know, someone's like, probably pizza. <laughs> and it's just like the, the range of answers and the way, and, and also like, what are they, what, mm-hmm. where, where does their mind go and how much thought and consideration is put into it? And what are their reasons for picking it out? I love that because I think it's so insightful.
0: One of my recent favorite questions that I was asked, was you're driving up the coast you're going to be in the car with someone for 10 hours there's five seats in the car it's just like a basic sedan who's in the car with you ooh and it can be anyone dead or alive oh known, not known damn mm-hmm. that's a fun one one more question to ask your date oh what's
1: another question you ask your date if your house is on fire and you can save one thing what is it and i think it shows what's valuable to them
0: like as long as the people are out at their journal any... i
1: don't care damn you you can save one thing though I, I can. can grab one thing <laughs> you're allowed to grab it like <laughs> <laughs> this is also an insightful answer <laughs> I'm like I don't care everybody's safe we're good <laughs> yeah. it's all material everybody everybody is saved everybody's saved. I recently I asked that because I've asked this question every date I've ever been on and recently I got one of the funniest answers. what it is the date he's like kind of like scanning he's like is this a trick and I'm like no and he's like is there a wrong answer and I'm like I love I love the subtext going on because I also think this way <laughs> I'm like there's no wrong answer like just answer and he's like alright house is on fire I can grab one thing I'm like yes he's like a fucking fire extinguisher <laughs> And you win the game. (laughs) I'm over here like, we're out. (laughs) Let it burn. I'm sitting there with my journals while watching the house burn down. Homie's got his pictures. I'm like, oh, yeah, fire. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing all of your words of wisdom. Oh, I
1: love you so much. I love this you. was so fun. This I want great. more hard questions.
0: Yeah. And I'll do more reading next time to be prepared. Girl, there was no preparation. I didn't send you the questions beforehand. I skimmed them very quickly and then I gave them to you game time. Fair. I love you all so much for listening. If you made it this far, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Other than that, I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. XOXO. Lexi. Lexi, love you.